you will be established before me i will punish all who oppress them their leader will be one of their own their ruler will arise from among them i will bring him near and he will come close to me for who is he who will devote himself to be close to me declares the lord so you will be my people and i will be your god we read jeremiah 30 verses 19 to 22 shall we pause for a moment and pray father in heaven we thank you and praise you for every good and perfect gift that comes from the father of lights and lord we are so thankful to you for the privilege that we have the gift of lord uh, worshiping you this free gift that you have given to us jesus himself and your presence that we could experience in our lives father we are so thankful to you for the powerful word life giving word that you have given to us and even as we open up the scriptures this morning speak to us we pray humbly that your spirit teach us all things we give you all the glory in jesus name we pray amen This morning as we're looking at this passage I would like to title it as uh, insider yet outside The one who is an insider still is outside You'll understand the meaning of what I mean by that as we go along into this message But the passage we read talks about how God wants us to be an insider. He says, I will bring him near and he will come close to me. For who is he who will devote himself to be close to me? God is asking. Who is he who will devote himself to be close to me? For the people of Israel, they are, have been called to be close to god they have been called to be his people but being an insider being the chosen ones they have gone away from god astray from god like an outsider being an insider but they're living outside outside of the fellowship of god outside of the community of god's people because they gave themselves over to many things that god would not approve of and so three things that we're going to look at we're going to look at the masses what the crowds of people what their life was like the masses and the messages that were spoken to the masses the masses the messages and the master the messed up mindset of the masses and the misleading messages that were preached to the messed up masses and the merciful master who had mercy upon all of them <laughs> hallelujah they were insiders who left god who left to go their own ways but god was merciful to them to call them bring them back he calls them as his own firstborn son 
Ephraim my firstborn Israel my begotten one my child that's how he looked at as uh, his people his people were very dear to him and he's asking in uh, verse 22 for who is he who will devote himself to be close to me who is he is that someone who will devote themselves to be close to god he will raise up a leader a ruler for them and he says i will bring him near and he will come close to me because his heart is that the people of israel will be his people and he will be their god and in today's situation amongst most christians in general and sometimes it can be even true in our own lives where we who are the insiders who are in the kingdom of god as the people of god can live be inside but live like an outsider so let's look at the mindset of the masses firstly what i call is a messed up mindset of the masses you find that in jeremiah chapter 7 verses 1 to 15 jeremiah chapter 7 verses 1 to 15 a long passage to read but prophetic books have to be written uh, read together whole books together we don't have time to read all the chapters right now and so the passages that capture the larger picture of the prophetic book i pick just a portion of it so that we get a glimpse and insight into the whole picture of the whole book Jeremiah chapter 7 verses 1 to 15 this is the word that came to Jeremiah from the Lord stand at the gate of the Lord's house and there proclaim this message hear the word of the Lord all you people of Judah who come through these gates to worship the Lord remember he's not talking to unbelievers he's talking to believers he's talking to Christians he's talking to the Jews he's talking to the people who know God who come to worship God so it's not talking to someone who has renounced the faith gone away from god is talking to those who come to the house of god to worship the lord and this is what the lord almighty the god of israel says reform your ways and your actions and i will let you live in this place do not trust in deceptive words and say this is the temple of the lord the temple of the lord the temple of the lord if you really change your ways and your actions and deal with each other justly If you do not oppress the foreigner the fatherless or the widow and do not shed innocent blood in this place and if you do not follow other gods to your own harm then I will let you live in this place in the land I gave your ancestors forever and ever but look you are trusting in deceptive words that are worthless will you steal and murder commit adultery and perjury burn incense to baal and follow other gods you have not known and then come and stand before me in this house which bears my name and say we are safe safe to do all these detestable things has this house which bears my name become a den of robbers to you but i have been watching declares the lord Go now to the place in Shiloh where I first made a dwelling for my name and see what I did to it because of the wickedness of my people Israel. 
while you were doing all these things declares the lord i spoke to you again and again but you did not listen i called you but you did not answer therefore what i did to shiloh i will now do to the house that bears my name the temple you trust in the place i gave to you and your ancestors i will thrust you from my presence just as i did to all your fellow israelites the people of ephraim what god is essentially saying is hey you have a mindset you have a way you process spiritual life you have a way that where you were the way you have understood me or rather misunderstood me you if you, you think if you just go to the house of god and say this is the temple of the lord this is the temple of the lord this is the temple of the lord and if you think that that just going to that place is a safe heaven but on the other side if you being on the inside you live like an outsider god is saying that's not going to work and so he's telling them don't put your trust just in a place or in other words don't just put your trust in performing religious duties they had a regular ritual of going to the house of god and they say to themselves oh the temple of the lord the temple of the lord the temple of the lord as long as we are just doing it doing the routine duty religious duty we should be safe but god is challenging them and saying no just because you do those religious duties that is not enough but look at your life examine your life and he is showing the mirror to them and he goes on to say think about he's taking a reference back to shiloh Shiloh was the first place where the tent of meeting was put down and then the tabernacle and he's taking them back and saying look at Shiloh what happened to Shiloh i destroyed that place go now to that place in Shiloh where i first made a dwelling for my name and see what i did to it because of the wickedness of my people israel therefore what i did to Shiloh i will now do to the house that bears my name for god a place a religious duty rituals christian traditions don't appease him what he's looking for is a heart what he's looking for is a pure life what he's looking for is having the right understanding of what he's expecting of us and so here you find the people of israel the the mindset of the masses they saying oh we the temple of the lord we're going to the temple of the lord and so we should be safe we're doing all these duties right and so we should be safe but god is saying but what about your life he's asking them that question what about the injustice what about the perjury what about the detestable things that you worship what about the things that you've given room in your life which does not please me and he's saying don't just put your trust in these duties don't just put your trust on a place because you go there and that is enough i just perform my sunday ritual i just perform my duties of giving the offering i just perform my duty of singing i just did my duty of attending that is enough no god is saying that's not the right mindset If you look at Psalm 78 and verse 
Psalm 78 verse 60. He abandoned the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent he had set up among humans. In the preceding verses also if you read, Psalm 78. Verse 58 onwards, they angered him with their high places. They aroused his jealousy with their idols. When God heard them, he was furious. He rejected Israel completely. He abandoned the tabernacle of Shiloh. He is the one who made them to set up a tabernacle. He is the one who gave them the plan for the temple. But God just abandons those things when he sees that the hearts and the lives of people are not in alignment to his scriptures and his expectations. And he says, he abandoned the tabernacle of Shiloh, the tent he had set up among humans. He set the ark of his might into captivity. He sent it into captivity. The Philistines captured it. His splendor into the hands of the enemy. He gave his people over to the sword. He was furious with his inheritance. Fire consumed their young men and their young women had no wedding songs. Their priests were put to the sword and their widows could not weep. So God is saying, don't focus on your religious commitments alone, just religious duties. But commit yourself to the teaching of the word of God and live by it. Commit yourself to biblical principles through by which you need to order your life. Because he's listing out a list of things that are not in alignment with his teaching, that are not in alignment with his principles, that are not in alignment with his word. And so what he is essentially saying here is uh, just because you attend, don't just be satisfied with that. Just because you come to that place, the temple, don't just be satisfied with that. Just because you do that regular duty regularly, that tradition you kept, you keep very well, just don't be satisfied with that. What he's saying is, listen to my word, read my word and live by it. He's talking about the specific issues of their life. He's pointing to them the specific areas of life where they have failed him. He's saying, look at that and see how you can set that right. No, don't focus on the external. Focus on what is internal. The teaching, living by the teaching, the biblical principles, the way of life that God has prescribed. Very often we can be very satisfied. Or oh, we also judge people by their external appearances or their how regular they are. But God is just not looking at, it's good to have good disciplines. It's good to be regular. It's good to be on time. It's good to you know, be faithful in our giving. It's good. Those are good spiritual disciplines. Good personal spiritual disciplines. Good family disciplines are biblical. He's saying, don't just be satisfied with that. And so here is a mindset, a messed up mindset of the masses that he's challenging. Where they just do religious duties faithfully, but they are unfaithful in their lives. And so this morning, shall we introspect our own lives in light of God's word and see uh, am I living a life that pleases God? Am I living a life that is in alignment to scriptures, to the teachings of scriptures? That would be good for us to think about. Am I being an insider but yet 
like an out, living like an outsider quickly number 2 it was at that time the prophets were also preaching to this kind of people who had messed up mindsets and the preaching was misleading messages today you can be a successful ministry if you have good music if you have good media if you have good amount of money if you preach good massages for people four m's can make you very successful music media money and massage not message massage massage giving messages feel good messages and paul the apostle warned the first century church and said be careful that you know in the last days in perilous times people will gather teachers preachers for themselves who will speak what their itching ears want to hear and so people by their actions by their expectations convey what they like to hear what feels good for them and then preachers come with a lot of pressure to satisfy the people people's expectations and so what can i say that will make them feel good what can i say that will make them to give more what can i say that can lure them and keep them under my wings so that i can build my kingdom and make it grow and become bigger so there is that pressure what can i say that will make them to you know um, to 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 serve me and so that leads people preachers to preach misleading messages and there were many many prophets during the time of jeremiah along with jeremiah other than jeremiah there were many other prophets who were also prophesying to the kings who were prophesying to the people but god is clearly saying that all others other than jeremiah and one or two others and there was another guy who was killed because he prophesied like jeremiah and jeremiah himself just barely escaped at that moment because the the true prophets prophesied destruction the true true prophets prophesied you know correction the true prophets prophesied discipline the true prophets challenged the mindsets of the people this mindset was challenged by jeremiah the prophet he was a spokesman for god and so he had to face the fire <laughs> with the people god would inspire him god told him right at the beginning when he called him for being a prophet to the nations he said you will preach you will prophesy people will not listen and that's how i am setting you up because god wanted the people to hear what he wanted to say and if they repent giving ear to what he said then he would relent from sending calamity and destruction he wanted he his heart is not to destroy them his heart is to redeem them his heart is to save them his heart is to restore them but he wanted them to hear and for them to make the choice to do what is right and so he would send the prophets and jeremiah is one who is popularly known as a weeping prophet a prophet who is crying out a prophet 
who speaking the word of god but there were many other prophets and look at chapter 26 jeremiah 26 verses 2 to 6 Paul can we just have the whiteboard here please thank you Jeremiah chapter 26 verses 2 to 6. this is what the lord says Jeremiah 26 2 to 6 this is what the lord says stand in the courtyard of the lord's house and speak to all the people of the towns of judah who come to worship in the house of the lord tell them everything i command you do not omit a word perhaps they will listen and each will turn from their evil ways then i would relent and not inflict on them the disaster i was planning because of the evil they have done say to them this is what the lord says if you do not listen to me and follow my law which i have set before you and if you do not listen to the words of my servants the prophets whom i have sent to you again and again though you have not listened then i will make this house like shiloh and the city a curse among all the nations of the earth what god is saying is see i have done to shiloh already what i have done you know it and i can do the same thing to jerusalem i can do the same thing to the temple and so don't put your trust in that and he's calling them to repent and he says if you will listen to me and follow my way which i have set before you if you do not listen to the words of my prophets which whom i have sent again and again i will bring a curse upon you this is what jeremiah's prophecy is but look at chapter 28 verse 15 to 17 chapter 28 15 to 17 the, then the prophet jeremiah said to hananiah the prophet listen hananiah he's another prophet the lord has not sent you jeremiah knew who was from the lord who was not from the lord it takes those who hear god clearly to to discern who is from the lord who is not from the lord It takes those who know the scriptures well to discern who is from the Lord and who is not from the Lord. There are many people speaking in the name of the Lord. Today in Chennai in Tamil Nadu anybody who wears white and white and carries a bible becomes a prophet self-proclaimed prophet. There are very few bona fide genuine authentic men of God who speak the word of God. They will not be very popular normally. normally they are they will be very hidden they will move as a spirit leads them place to place they will move they will minister they will not seek attention they will not seek platforms they will not seek photographs on billboards <laughs> normally genuine men of god prophets you would not find them of that kind Listen Hananiah the Lord has not sent you yet you have pursued persuaded this nation to trust in lies trust in lies what not he made up his own stories and prophesied in the name of God made this nation to trust in lies therefore this is what the Lord says I am about to remove you from the face of the earth the danger of being a prophet and not speaking what God is saying See these are guys who are in ministry These are guys who know the the Bible the word of God. These are guys who are leaders. These are guys who are standing up and speaking on behalf of God. But they're speaking lies. I am about to remove you remove you from the face of the earth. Very very dangerous to play with God. It's very dangerous to stand up and say something in the name of God without hearing God. 
god is saying i will remove you from the face of the earth this very year time also is given this very year you are going to die because you have preached rebellion against the lord you see when it says you preached rebellion against god he did not go about saying come on people go ahead and sin come on people go ahead commit adultery he didn't go ahead and said come on people go ahead and worship baal no he didn't do what aaron did these guys actually preached prosperity <laughs> literally you read through jeremiah they preached prosperity a prosperity gospel peace is coming prosperity is coming blessing is coming they kept preaching just prosperity alone and they did not preach the word of god the law of god the instructions of god god's expectations god's standards they did not preach that what should be preached what should be taught to the people what is god expecting who is god how should we live our lives in this world that should be preached not just prosperity and blessing and these guys are preaching prosperity and blessing and what happened is because they did not preach it was a sin of omission sin of omitting what has to be preached because of that that made people to become rebellious against god it was a message of grace it was hyper grace it was hyper prosperity it was hyper supernatural you will find all of these today hyper grace hyper prosperity hyper supernatural the disease of the wealth and health gospel if you believe in jesus you will never be sick the disease of the health and wealth gospel it's a disease gordon fee has written a book called disease of health and wealth gospel that was what was being preached and that is exactly today's popular preaching in the world not just in chennai in the world globally you take some of the most popular preachers who are on christian television you'll find them hyper grace hyper supernatural hyper prosperity and this is what the masses globally are lapping up hear me well this is a misleading message firstly we talked about what is that messed up mindset of the masses are you getting the message well if you do say amen yeah secondly misleading messages oh unto the man who speaks a misleading message it's a very responsible job to stand up and say what the scriptures are saying if we interpret it incorrectly misinterpret it for our own advantage or gain or to appease people it becomes a misleading message if it's a misleading message god will take that person off the face of the earth and that's what this is what jeremiah is telling the other prophets <laughs> these are the popular prophets these are the prophets who are accepted by the masses these are the prophets who are you know 
um, very popular. These are the messages that were very exciting. They were circulating, going viral on WhatsApp and Facebook. Six minutes of a misleading message can destroy the faith of a believer who has grown up in good understanding of scriptures for 30 years, 40 years. A six minute clip of a misleading message, messenger, preacher, can destroy the faith and the right understanding of the scriptures of a believer who has been a good believer for 30, 40 years and many are falling in today's world. So one of the jobs, prescriptions of being an overseer, a deacon, someone who, who leads a group of people, a congregation, a prescription of what is the job description of a person who leads a group of people. Two things in the job description. If you, you find that in First Timothy and Titus. We don't have time to read it now. Paul writes and he says, two things as prescriptions, among the many things he writes as requirements, two things. He must be able to teach sound doctrine and must be able to refute false teachings. Two things are there. We don't have time to go into that now. Should be able to teach sound doctrine and refute false teaching. And so th these are days where we can get into this messed up mindset of the masses where we are used to this religious routine and this can destroy our faith. This can destroy our faith. This can send us out. Being an insider, you can be like become an outsider. Another is the misleading messages that we could be following. So anything that is said in the name of God, anything that is said from the Bible, anyhow does not always become right. So learn to read scriptures well. Learn to read scriptures in its context. So these are prophets who are prophesying. And I'm going to digress here and take you through a little bit of teaching about the role of prophecy in scripture. Role of prophecy. When we see, say prophecy, it is not just about predicting the future. Normally prophecy is understood as prediction of the future. But prophecy is also... What, if you read through the Old Testament prophets, they are actually speaking forth more than f foretelling. There is an element of foretelling of what will happen in the future. Whether your daughter will marry a tall, thin, fair boy or your son will go to America. Some foretelling also might be there. And that is the exciting messages that people like to listen to. Somebody comes up and says, ah, this is what is going to happen. Foretell the future. That even a man with a parrot down the road near West Depot can tell, predict the future by seeing your palms. <laughs> Using some demons. You don't need a prophet of God to predict the future. Even they can do that. But the primary role of prophecy in scripture, the prophet's role is Telling forth the word of God, the law of God. There is a difference between the both. Are you able to see that? Speaking forth what the scripture is saying. It will include an element of foretelling. What essentially the, the crux of what they are saying, the prophets are saying, 
is that obey the law of god and if you don't this is the consequence which they are foretelling this is the disaster that is coming that they are foretelling or if you repent and align yourself with the with the teaching of god's word and the law of god this is how you will be blessed they are telling forth which has an element of foretelling of what is going to happen but it's not primarily predicting the future are you with me this morning so if there is a prophet who is only foretelling the future for me it's a big question mark red flag somebody is only predicting future and not telling forth the teachings of scriptures how much of this alone is biblically in alignment to what is the role of prophecy in scripture you get what i'm talking about am i confusing you in this role of the prophecy in scripture so one of it is telling forth okay secondly calling people to god back to god the prophet stands between god and man calling people back to god that's where his heart will be calling people to god you read through the prophets they constantly prophesying and telling people turn to god turn to god turn to god. that is a central message or the heart of a prophet because that's god's heart ultimately they should be my people i will be their god that's what he is going after and so they will remind the role of prophets prophecy remind the teaching and enforce this is what i see the prophet's role they will remind them this is what the word of god says this is what the law says this is what the teaching is and they will make them to follow it live by it enforce it bring it down to the people and tell them do this don't do that reminding and enforcing first corinthians chapter 14 verse 3 and 4 can somebody quickly read first corinthians strengthening strengthening is not just emotional strengthening sometimes riding on a board is better to teach <laughs> first corinthians 14:3 and 4 he who speaks in a tongue edifies himself But edifies the word edifies means to grow in godliness brings about the growth in godliness yeah edifies himself but he who prophesies edifies the church edifies the church and so prophecies were in the first century very much in the context of a church not a loose lone prophet who went door to door house to house going and prophesying and telling 
no the man you married is actually not god's will you should marry somebody else you should marry me <laughs> that's how one prophet prophesied one prophet is came distant relative of my mother went and told one of our church believers girl was uh, very nice uh, well educated girl who was looking for a suitable bridegroom went and told god will give you a very ugly looking boy she got so discouraged don't run after prophets for such things strengthening edification and comfort that's the purpose of prophecy it's to call people to god remind them about the teaching encourage them in their growth and godliness when a prophet comes and goes the impact he leaves should be edification where a people have grown closer to god have come closer to god they walk with god their relationship with god should have changed a life transformation should have happened edification strengthening in the faith not emotional stirring up and strengthening that we can do even airman if you invite he will do some nice music and he will stir up people and make them jolly and happy emotional stirring up it's not just emotional stirring up and music and uh, all of that act and some psychedelic lights lights can actually pump up people and today that's what you see in popular worship also it pumps up people so much the people are like standing in the front row and just dancing 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 you know head banging but no worship <laughs> you'll watch many of the popular videos worship videos they'll be just dancing and running around just emotionally stirring up but the father seeks true worshipers who will see, worship him in spirit and in truth and so it's just strengthening or emotionally stirring up no 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 that's not the purpose of prophecy you know local chennai tamil uspetrad that's not the purpose of prophecy oh bah, what a amazing thing bah, he came he said like that he called that man's name this man's name Phew. all this magic show god can reveal people's names but what happens after calling out names what happens after saying something after what happens after a man comes and goes that is important strengthening is a person are the people of god edified have they been strengthened in the faith have they turned their lives back to god in a greater manner have those people who have not been praying started praying have the people who have not been reading the scriptures started reading scriptures have the people who have been backslidden and turned to god repented of their sins then true prophet prophecy is worked spiritual edification not showmanship amen hallelujah and then number 5 whatever the prophecy is revelation prophecy by the way god does not give new revelations he is not writing the second book of revelation through anybody we must acknowledge the full sufficiency and the supremacy of scriptures so there's nothing which anybody says which is going to be outside of scriptures there can be an illumination or an insight 
of a passage of scripture for example this morning as we are opening up the scriptures and reading it together we are having an understanding an illumination an insight into the teaching of scriptures but we are not here having a new revelation new revelation that's another pressure which most preachers have i have to say something new i've lost all those pressures long, pressures long long back i mean no pressure to say something new every week so whatever is there in the scripture i will preach whatever we still need to learn whatever we need to we need to still grow we will grow that's enough if we go with that we have a, that itself will not be enough for a whole lifetime <laughs> we don't need some new revelation oh i have to come with some new revelation pa wow, he's bringing some new revelations nobody has heard somebody says new revelation i always red flag <laughs> what is this new revelation nobody has heard whatever in scripture is already revealed if you read it it is there even misleading messages are you able to see many things like this that is happening in today's world also revelation will not be something new in the sense of something outside of scriptures something which nobody has ever thought of new idea I have to preach something new every sunday i don't mind repeating what i preached last year again this year i don't mind repeating it again next year until we all get it until we all understand it well and until we all start practicing it well until we come to a place where we are all understood it so well that we can even teach others until then i don't mind repeating them again and again no <laughs> it might sound a little boring for other some people who are always looking for that new thing something from heaven some package there is some specially inspired man who comes behind a pulpit where nobody knows what he will get from heaven some special package will fall from heaven into his head the previous night and he's going to come and deliver that's a kind of drama that many people put out when they come and preach i mean no pressure for bringing out anything extraordinarily new outside of scriptures what is in scripture we will read we will understand we will learn we will follow it and teach others that's what god wants us to do getting what i'm saying so beware of prophecies and and this is another easier way people are escaping escapology vague unclear messages prophecies very vague unclear it leaves a person in confusion if god is speaking something it will be very clear it even leaves people it it lose faith it makes them to lose faith if it's not from god prophecy should be vague it shouldn't be vague if god is speaking he will not speak unclear things vague some mystical ideas edo something it is like something coming i can see feel something uh, some mystical feeling something i feel i think it might be something like that something god is going to do what something that something is nothing 
when god speaks it will not be vague unclear or leave a person in confusion and ultimately make them to lose faith this is what is happening be careful it says in first uh, corinthians chapter 14 verse uh, 26 26 time is against us all things again going back to the word edification whether it's a teaching or an interpretation or a revelation a prophecy a song whatever should be done for helping people grow in their godliness if it is only predicting future no question mark okay verse 29 also yeah the mature among us should be able to weigh more than the word judge is usually being judgmental no that's the negative connotation we have judge in the sense more of weighing eda potu paakanum weigh and see whether it's is it in alignment with scriptures any prophecy that contradicts scriptures the teachings of scriptures is not biblically right the mature among us must weigh it and then oh we are reading about jeremiah right what are the famous verses in jeremiah somebody say quickly call unto me and i will answer you and i will show you great and mighty things that you do not know jeremiah amen hallelujah jeremiah 33 phone number of god oh hallelujah dial it jeremiah 33 3 and god will answer pick up the phone it will never be jammed it will not say subscribers out of service <laughs> call waiting will never happen so so what are we excited about jeremiah means one more huh plans for you prosper you not 2911 if you don't know these two verses you will go to hell Jeremiah 29:11 These are two verses what I call as cherry picking verses scriptures Don't cherry pick prophecies and call it oh that is a revelation promise that God gave me that's why i really don't believe the first of the month first of the year promise special promise for the year on the calendar card promise for 2020 this is a promise god gave us jeremiah 333 and it has an expiry date december 31st 1159 pm because 2021 december uh, january 1st new promise is coming it's getting baked all through the year and it will get delivered from heaven on the first day don't be a promise hunter cherry picking scriptures read all of scriptures all scripture is god breathed for edification 
uh, for uh, teaching admonition and for godly life all scriptures so if you have to understand what is what is god conveying you see god did not just speak one verse in jeremiah god spoke through jeremiah for over a period of time and all of the teachings all of what god is speaking to the people of israel is found in jeremiah and has to be read together and understood together right you know you know in what context jeremiah 20 29 comes when they are in babylon they are in exile you are not in exile Yeah, all scriptures applies to us. But you need to read it in the whole story, in the whole context. Don't cherry pick scriptures. Oh, this verse God gave, this word God gave to me and so I will just sit on top of it and wait for it to hatch eggs. Read all of scriptures. Sometimes we get, we start cherry picking because we are looking for it. we say god gave me this promise this verse something because we are looking for something like that we are cherry picking and waiting and very often it's our own imaginations the spirit inspires has inspired all the scriptures and all scripture has to be read all scripture has to be believed all scripture has to be followed and all promises will come to pass in our life this single one word one verse cherry picking is a baby christian level if you're still at this level then you need to mature promises blessings will follow my heart is about having the right mindset and live as an insider and have a clean heart live for the lord live by the teachings of scriptures by the principles of god's word ordering my everyday life according to that my personal life my family life my work life my uh, relationship with pagans outside my relationship with authorities at every level in every decision i live by the teachings and the principles of god's word and the promises and the blessings are going to follow so don't be cherry picking and so then you always are thinking what will god speak me some now i'm going to read lord i'm going to pray now 11 to 12 o'clock lord 5 to 6 o'clock i'm praying in the morning lord today for this day give me a word lord and then that verse comes ah oh, judas hanged himself oh ayyo this is not a nice word oh lord this is today good message good promise you're not giving lord give me new promises new day you said new bib blessings brother monsi lazarus is getting i am not getting lord please lord help me lord oh our next verse uh, you also go and do likewise ayyo this is even more worse than first one was judas hanged himself second one was you also go do likewise today no not getting good promises this is where many christians are I feel very sad when I feel when I see Christians like that grow out of this level don't be cherry picking read all of scriptures live by it promises of all scriptures you for you for all time for all lifetime and for generations to come also Hallelujah Amen 
don't deceive yourself and don't deceive others by cherry picking a verse read everything understand everything live by everything and everything will follow amen most often it is an imagination most often it's a reflection of our own thinking and when we read something something we like then we feel very much drawn to it and then we think oh god has given me a promise god has given me a prophetic word these are all modern day christian practices that has come in recently early church was not functioning this way let me tell you they did not even have a copy of the scripture in their home because it was all in parchments it was in the synagogues and in the temple the early christians did not do this this is a practice of 21st century christianity which comes from the daily breads and everything that we read one verse one story and today it's coming on whatsapp you send it to 10 people 10 blessings will come if you don't send it this blessing will not come curse will come it comes with a threat i had to clarify that in one of our whatsapp groups one day it came with a threat if you don't send it to 20 people something dangerous will happen hmm this is not how the biblical christianity and the believers of the first century functioned a whole letter was written teaching was given they lived by it they were persecuted for their faith god blessed them and rewarded them for their sacrifices four appointments spiritual appointments anybody remembers appointment with loss appointment with suffering appointment with sacrifice appointment with death pick principles like these teachings like this follow it blessings promises will automatically get fulfilled i mean don't cherry pick verses you know have you seen cherry picking carefully they'll pick only the good fruit that's how it is grow up spiritually maturity don't be a like a spiritual babe just looking for one word and that gives you some emotional excitement for that day and makes you feel okay god is with me today i didn't get any verse i don't know maybe god left me i don't know no you grow out of all that stage that's baby stage questioning whether god is with me or not whether god is hearing me or not whether god will do some give some blessing on my life bless me or not do you still have questions and doubts like that anybody oh that is baby level christians will have doubts and questions like that do you have any doubt whether your uh, you know your parents will uh, provide food for to, for today for lunch children you have do you have doubt whether your father and mother will provide food for you for this afternoon lunch anybody doubts that i don't know whether my parents love me i don't know whether they'll give me food today if you are cherry picking you are still at that stage no child thinks about whether my parents will give me food or not get what i'm talking about your father in heaven even knows everything even before you ask him 
and so why do you worry about what you will eat what you will drink what you will wear whom you will marry what job you will do what education what degree what um, salary what pension why do you worry don't you know that the father provides all these things he's your heavenly father amen so you don't need a promise verse to tell you that he will provide the electricity bill next month hello i know i think i'm really dangerously shaking <laughs> the strong beliefs of many people <laughs> i know i'm walking on water today it'll be a miracle if i go out alive and then prophecies prophets you will know them by their fruit matthew 7:15 to 23 the fruit the outcomes of their life the way of life matthew 7 uh, 15 to 23 watch out for false prophets they come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ferocious wolves by their fruit you will recognize them do people pick grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles likewise every good tree bears good fruit but a bad tree bears bad fruit a good tree cannot bear bad fruit and a bad tree cannot bear good fruit Every tree that does not bear good fruit is cut down and thrown into the fire. Thus by their fruit you will recognize them. By their fruit you will recognize whether they are true or false not by their miracles. Not by the performances, not by their crowds. Not by their popularity, by their fruit. By their fruit. A man can live a adulterous life and still miracles can happen a person can be an unbeliever and he prays to jesus for his need jesus will meet his need he is gracious by their fruit you will know them it's not by the popularity it's not by the size it's not by the miracles it's not many people get deceived by the miracles by your their fruit the fruit outcome of their life fruit is outcome of their life fruit talks about how good the root is how good the tree is what is the foundation and how good the life how well it is built up and grown mature then it produce it produces good fruit right by their fruit you will know them and so learn to discern people by their fruit way of life outcome of life the decisions they make in life there can be so much of financial appropriation misappropriation so much of corruption so much of immorality so much of division so much of fights and quarrels so much of all kinds of everything bad fruit no fruit of the spirit is the fruit of the spirit there without the fruit of the spirit and somebody is doing great signs and wonders and miracles prophesying god is saying finally when they come and say lord lord in your name we did miracles in your name we prophesied see god gives gifts initially when he calls somebody but because they don't align their lives to the scriptures and they are not careful in their life and they stray away they lose the fruit but the gift continues on 
God does not revoke the gifts. And they still continue on in the, only the smoke keeps coming. No fire. Only smoke machine, but no fire. So, know them by their fruit. How many hits they get on Facebook. Today, that's, that determines success in ministry. How many hits you get on YouTube. How many shares, how many likes. How viral your videos are going. How viral your songs are going. That determines how successful, how anointed, how powerful you are. But by their fruit, you will know them. It's not even the accuracy of the prophecy. Accuracy is important. To say is a true prophet, accuracy is important. But along with the accuracy, it's even more the fruit as well matters. Get what I'm saying? Just because somebody said and it was true, it came true. But ultimately, if the fruit is not there in the life, God will ultimately say, I do not know you. Oh, I only lived in Ananagar West only. Yes, yeah. Oh, I don't know you. Pastor Sundaram only baptized me. When Pastor Sam Sundaram laid his hand only, I got anointed. He only ordained me for ministry also. He will say, I don't know you. He's not looking at how much we accomplish, how popular we become, how great you are in the sight of the world. But by your fruit, you will know them. So don't get deceived. It comes to prophets and prophecies. You see, why am I talking all this? Misleading message misleading messages today into 21st century is only multiplying every day. Misleading messages are only multiplying. And so we need to be watchful. We need to be understanding how do we discern these things? How do we keep ourselves from being deceived? How do we guard our lives from falling away? We don't deceive ourselves. We don't allow others to deceive us. Know them by their fruit, not their magical shows, not by their... Okay, number 11 and I'll finish with that. Ultimately, Second Peter chapter 2 verse 1 to 3. Second Peter chapter 2 verses 1 to 3. So they exalt... Usually false prophets, false teachers, prophecies and teaching goes along back and... Uh, both hand in hand. Amongst the teachers who teach false teachings, you find a lot of supernatural things happening in their ministries. That's what blinds the people from the false teaching. Because the miracles are so amazing. One fellow is there, he comes to church, one hand is short, he keeps it like this, and then a preacher comes, puts his hand around the hand and he prays. And slowly as he prays, the hand grows and becomes normal. And you have a close shot of the video. It takes a good close shot. 
that right do you think it's an incredible fantastic miracle yeah it is yeah hand grows it is authentic genuine but he's also a false teacher hyper grace and he teaches immortality on earth that you if you believe in jesus you will never die here you put out this great video and become became very popular and a lot of young uh, professionals start growing going to his church because of these kinds of dramatic things that are happening see it's very dramatic but on the other side we we watched a video of a false teacher in south africa called called cobus van rensburg who is preaching immortality on earth who is preaching immortality on earth and it was a conference on immortality how if you believe in jesus you will never die physically and so in that video when the camera was panning through the crowds thousands of people we saw this false preacher from chennai sitting in that crowd in the crowd in the camera panned that's how god exposes people ah this fellow has gone there and that's where he has bought it from and he's imported it to we are very good in copy paste duplicating so we caught that video as well so he is preaching here immortality on earth you know how many people it's misleading we are praying that some people will die in his church so that his teaching will be proven false and eventually people will die statistics says one out of one dies <laughs> so some old people at some point will <laughs> die in the church so then his theology will collapse until the all young people are there it's all exciting this is in velicheri false teachings and false prophets false miracles will all go together and deceive people even the elect will be deceived the bible says even the elect will be deceived and this guy he went from annanagareji church he started doing this second peter chapter 2 verse 1 to 3 we read read also verse 15 to 20 they have left the straight way and wandered off to follow the way of balaam son of beor who loved the wages of wickedness but he was rebuked for his wrong doing by a donkey a beast without speech who spoke with a man's voice and restrained the prophet's madness they go the way of balaam they go the way of balaam these false teachers are they exalting christ is christ central to their lives and their church that's important so there are many things we can keep going on and on we have many other scriptures that we can look at look up to see what is the role of prophecy and how should we discern prophecies and teachings and preaching and uh, messages it's important that we are aware of these things um So we started talking about how Jeremiah is prophesying being an insider people are living like an outsider 
the messed up mindset of the masses they thought that the religious rituals could save them if they keep the traditions that's enough but god is saying how about your heart the second thing that came and messed them up was the misleading messages which is messing up a lot of people today and that's why i took so much time more than 45 minutes to explain this so that we understand that there are misleading messages out there be careful be watchful look at how you discern prophecies and how you listen to messages the role of prophecies messages and what is being said what is being spoken is it in alignment to the teachings of scriptures we need to examine that this all this was turning people away from god the thing is both of this were taking people away from god but god had mercy on them mercifully he came reaching out to them finally we finish with that he is a merciful master i'll close with that we don't have time to explain that how he had mercy as a master he did correct them he did banish them to babylon he did discipline them but he had mercy on them he did it with mercy out of his mercy he banished them he punished them so that they will turn back to him because if he would not banish them if he would not discipline them they would never turn from their wicked ways and if they continue without turning from their wicked ways his wrath will come upon them he didn't want to destroy them so god disciplines us to turn us back and close to him hallelujah amen he wants us to be an insider don't be an insider and be like someone as an outsider amen hallelujah come close to god draw near to him be careful with the mindset of the masses be careful with misleading messages learn how you discern prophecies and how you yourself look at scriptures and understand and learn scriptures so that we can guard ourselves guard our families and guard our generations to come until a thousand generations that they shall all be in the teachings of scriptures that blessings promises of god will all be fulfilled in our lives for a thousand generations the bible says amen hallelujah he will reward you richly but it's our responsibility that we do not have this mindset of the masses of just religious routines fulfilling that secondly that we are careful about the popular messages that are being circulated around and followed widely the misleading messages go to the scriptures read all of scriptures learn all of scriptures live by its teaching and its principles blessings promises will come to pass each in its own time amen hallelujah nothing to fear nothing to worry shall we pray father we thank you and praise you because you are a merciful master who wants us to come close to you and stay close to you for you said i will be their god and they should be my people and you wanted us to be your people living the life that you wanted us to live as you prescribed in the scriptures walking in the ways of god father we pray that you will preserve our lives help us not to have the mindset of the people of israel as they had back then lord jesus help us not to be misled by the messages and the prophecies of oh god
but help us to live in accordance to your word walk by the teachings of your word and lord follow the merciful master who lead us into every blessing hallelujah thank you jesus for you prosper us blesses us you you increase us as we read in the opening passage lord that you increase our numbers and you multiply us and you bless us with every blessing oh father for that shall be true in the lives of every family and every individual in this place prosper everyone bless everyone fulfill every desire we give you all the glory in jesus name we pray